Good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour live on the 4th of April. I hope this finds you well. What another spectacular day here in the Valley of the Sun. March Madness is over. North Carolina prevails over Gonzaga yesterday in a it was very competitive. Poorly officiated, but that's just my opinion. Uh, nonetheless, uh, congratulations to Tar Heel fans. Uh, I was rooting for the other guy. You know, North Carolina's won it a bunch of times. I was hoping that uh, Gonzaga would be able to pull it out, but uh, at least it was entertaining. I haven't watched a lot of sports this year, last year even. I've been too busy with my own. You know, my, my youngest, my 14-year-old, it's, it's just it's crazy. You know, he, he uh, plays on a extremely competitive club basketball team. And my wife and I were sitting down last night as they're getting ready. They're going to California this weekend again. And just trying to figure out, you know, how we're going to make this all all happen. And, you know, it's it's amazing. You know, we pay, it's $160 a month in club dues. Then you pay, you got to pay for the entry fees into the tournaments, which range from anywhere, you know, a cheap tournament would be $40. Uh, more expensive one, sixty dollars, and and we're playing in at least a couple of those every month. And and you're like, you know, all of a sudden, hey, you, you're you're approaching three hundred bucks, and then if you actually want to watch your child play, <laughs> so you know, you think about it. Let's just say you're spending, uh, you know. 160 bucks and then another 100 bucks for tournaments. There's 260 dollars a month, and you haven't even watched them yet. And most of the tournaments are 10 bucks a day. So you you know you 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 do some math, and if mom and if you know let's let's go crazy and say hey both of us want to go watch our son play. You know that's another at least another 40 to 60 dollars depending on whether or not you play on Friday or not. And then you do that twice, right? That now all of a sudden, you know, we're doing the math, and we're paying, you know, three hundred and fifty dollars easy every month, and that doesn't include if you need shoes, right, or or socks, or paying for the uniform, which we do every year, right? That's a a whole nother expense that that you know you, you start adding up. You're like, we're spending five, six, seven thousand dollars just for our kid to play basketball. It's incredible how much things really cost around here. But this is this is part of the reason why you really need to make sure your assets are protected. And that's where we come in, the physical delivery of gold and silver, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The most interactive gold show in the world today. Uh, not only are we on the radio, we podcast everything. Go out to our website at allamericangold.com. You can follow our podcast, uh, listen to this show anytime that you'd like. Uh, we, we were on Twitter at Patriot Training One. You can follow us there. We're on Facebook. 
Uh, we're still looking for Joanna Ray. Joanna, uh, call us so we can get your address. You were the winner of our latest silver contest. We're getting ready to have our first gold contest. So you may want to make sure you have friended us on Facebook before it's too late. Uh, go out to allamericangold.com and right under where we have all the spot prices, you'll find the link to our Facebook page. There are multiple pages at Patriot Trading Group. All of them are ours. <laughs> well, I think that. I know a couple of them are ours that uh, we had, Eric had set up a super long. He knew that we were going to need it. We just didn't know how long it was going to take us. But nonetheless, you got to follow the right one. So the one you know you'll be at the right place if you've seen a couple of the silver contests. So uh, make sure you follow us there because the next one is going to be gold. Yep, we'll give it away absolutely free, no obligation. You don't have to be a customer. You don't even have to be a listener, I guess. Of course, I don't know if you know about it without that. But uh, make sure you do all of that. Like I said, we try to get the word out to you each and every day. A lot of ground to cover. Something I I didn't get to it yesterday, and I want to get to it today. Uh, this is it's an incredible story. I, I I've never seen anything like it. Just kind of again goes to the madness uh, that really is upon us, and we're going to do that today, uh, talking about the latest in the credit card area. You know, we're talking about auto loans and auto defaults and. And I've got more bad news there, unfortunately. Uh, today, the Wall Street Journal talked about student loans again. The default rate is starting to really get astronomical. Uh, we're, we're, we'll talk about that. And then Victoria Secret, L Brands, uh, facing significant pressure today. Uh, 2,600 stores they have. And over 1,300 of those stores are in what they call B and C malls. And, and just so you know what that means, like a C mall is like a mall that's like, it's empty. <laughs> that's like Metro Center or something like that. You know, B mall right next to me. So and, and if you equate it to school, C malls are F, B malls are Ds, not very good. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back after the break. I'm just going to tell you, you want to buy low. 
And buying low is really hard because that's when you don't think you should be buying. That's what makes, I mean, if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? And I, I tell, I tell uh, the kids all the time, right? Because, you know, things are hard, right? And and whether it's a, a sporting event, school, whatever it may be, a, a relationship, it's hard. If it was easy, everybody would be able to do it. And then this is one of those things where when you when you really get down to what I'll call the hard data versus soft data, there's a reason why gold's going up. If the if the soft data, right, the I don't know, the Trump tweets and all the billionaires, listen, they all love them, right? Because they they want them to cut their taxes. But the actual data, and it's not his fault. It's not. It's really the the fault really rests upon the central bank. It does. It's their fault. And this is the you know you think about opportunities. Twenty fifteen was probably at least in the last. Oh, I don't know seven or eight years, 2015, December, was the best buying opportunity in seven or eight years. The last several months of this year is equal and maybe better than that uh, because from a, a chart perspective, gold is much healthier. You know, remember, when gold was, everyone was talking about gold going to seven hundred and gold going to four hundred, right? Remember those guys, right? The the dents of the world and all that. I remember, like uh, at least two or three times a week, someone would call me with that nonsense. And and of course, obviously, none of that has turned out to be correct. Um, and and now we're 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 in this really interesting spot. For all of us, we all want to believe. The problem is the amount of damage that has been done to the United States and to the consumers, it's almost, really, it's, first of all, it's unpayable, right? And all of the debts, we're, we're seeing it now, right? We're seeing all these retailers go out of business. We're seeing the default starting to rise. These are just facts. Caterpillar laid off another 800 people the other day. You know what? They're the reason the, the stock, the Dow's up right now. I don't know if it'll stay there. It's up, you know, 30 points. Only because Caterpillar got upgraded after firing people. How about Ralph Lauren Polo? Closing with stores. Their, their flagship store in New York on Fifth Avenue is gone. And then you see... The, whether it's student loan defaults we'll get to. You, you see, we talked about the auto loan defaults. But here was something. This was in yesterday's paper. And I think this really exemplifies the economy. And it, 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 the headline just reads, Let me pay. I have 29 credit cards. 
millennials, they say, hoard plastic to rack up reward points. When Kyle Allen gets home from work each day, he heads straight to his mailbox. It gives me a rush, he says. He's a 29-year-old financial analyst from Orlando. I wonder what that really means, financial analyst. But what he hopes to find is yet another offer for a new credit card. <laughs> they might, I'm going to the bathroom. You, you, you know, you're, you're the latest SI, right? You know, you think about, or, or maybe it's uh, the invitation to uh, your friend's wedding or something. No, no. Do I got another credit card offer today? He says that he and his wife together have 40 of them. But they've earned 1.4 million reward points. <laughs> it's like a video game. Right? It's like finding Pokemon. They've used these points in an almost completed quest to visit each designation of the Beach Boys song, Kokomo. Yes, this is is what they've done. I've been waiting for them to decline me, Alan said. (laughs) It just doesn't happen. Right. This is it. This is what they're doing. And, and uh, credit cards are, are the, and the prizes that they earn are now the new hot collectible for millennials. This is the new economy here. Fanatics sign up for new cards in every city they visit. They get multiple versions of the same card. So you go to one city, and they'll give it to you. Go to another city, and they'll give it to you. Go to another city, and they'll give it to you again. They angle to use their cards to cover tabs at restaurants. During their obsession is an arms race, or driving their obsession is an arms race among credit card companies to offer the best rewards. The trend has brought blogs and message boards where cardholders trade tips and brag about their conquests. I can't make it up. That's the Wall Street Journal. I'm kind of a credit card junkie. It's not the right word. Yeah, yeah, actually, that is the right word. But I'm an enthusiast. They've got the sweet end of the deal over and over again. One person actually went as a credit card to a Halloween party. And I want to get to the the best part because it goes on and talks about uh, how this Gail, like I said, dressed up in a credit card. And and here you go. Here you go. Ike Lee. He's 25 a student at Yale School of Medicine. I hope he's not paying off he's got student loans. Oh, you must have. He has 16 credit cards and no income. (laughs) 
16 credit cards, no income. When friends told him they needed furniture for a new apartment, he has to plan to pay for it himself with a credit card that offered 5% cash back on furniture. He intends to give his friends a 3% discount when they reimbursing when they reimbursed him and net himself some cash. Now, you know how that's going to work out. All of us have done that before. Yeah, when it comes time for the pay, for your friends to pay the bill, be careful because they probably have no interest in paying for it. Benjamin Gowdy, thirty four, he's a real estate investor. Pits his girlfriend on a four hour road trip to nab a chase sign up bonus that required an in person application. I didn't really feel like blowing up a whole Saturday to sit in the bank, but he eventually prevailed, and he and his girlfriend set off at dawn in early March in his decade-old Toyota Prius. (laughs) Think about all the things. You'll probably need to start looking for a new car, but to get to the nearest Chase Ranch in Connecticut, so apparently found a state where Chase Bank isn't in. They're not in New Hampshire. They arrived to find a charged up mall of other or mob of other applicants. Think about it, right? Here it was Chase Bank had people lined up. The crowd made his girlfriend feel like I was a little less insane, he said. As he signed up for the card. And and, and I, now I'm thinking, you know, what happens? You know, one person's got 40 cards, another person's got 16 cards, and these people are driving hours on end to get this card and that card. Donovan Frost, a Los Angeles software accountant, broke out his card at a New Year's Eve celebration this year to cover a $300 bar tab so he could collect a hefty card bonus tied to restaurant spending. Cash, he recalled thinking to himself, what am I going to do with that? That's how the article ends. You don't need cash. See, just get these credit cards. No one's so funny in that whole article. No one actually talked about actually paying off the credit cards. And this is how we're claiming to have, and think about it, even with this, the worst economic recovery in the history. And you start asking yourself, really, how does this all end? And and we kind of see we're right back to where we started. You know, I look at what's blowing up in the automobile industry, the USA Today. They had a great little thing here, and this is what kind of is really, I think, at the biggest problem for all of this. Car sales are falling. Falling farther than people expected. By the way, Tesla now, 
the most valuable car company in the United States by market cap. They took out General Motors this morning. You know how many cars Tesla delivered last quarter? And they're the, you know, allegedly, according to Wall Street, the most valuable company, car company in America. Yeah, 25,000. You know how many General Motors delivered? 266,000. Ford delivered 234,000. Yet Tesla at 25,000 is worth the most. Production is outpacing sales, the USA Today wrote, meaning dealers are stuck with too many vehicles. Inventory levels hit 4.1 million units, (laughs) the highest levels since January of 2004. And it's... (laughs) But don't worry, it remains in decent shape. They say sales are still relatively high. you got 4.1 million cars sitting in lot. Well, defaults are now approaching recessionary levels. Here's the one thing, you know, what I'm seeing is, you know, when the housing crisis hit, people stopped paying on their house and kept their car. Now we're seeing what people rent their houses, and now they're losing their car. I guess they're still paying on the credit card. Maybe that's what it is. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life traditional education, the Constitution, and American sovereignty. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Resistance has become the rallying cry for those who failed to defeat Donald Trump at the ballot box last year. The well-funded Center for American Progress, which employs much of Hillary Clinton's failed campaign, said it hoped to be the central hub of the Trump resistance. This resistance to Trump began on November 9th, the day after the election, when the ACLU threatened to, quote, see him in court, where it promised to unleash its full firepower to stop him. Resistance was the theme of the anarchists, who sparked violent protests, including smashed windows and burned-out cars, from Berkeley, California, to Washington, D.C. Judge Leonie Brinkema of Alexandria, Virginia, is one of the latest federal judges to join this resistance. She joined Judge James Robart of Seattle, who made a political ruling against Trump's immigration pause. Just like Judge Robart before her, Brinkema did not bother to cite any relevant law that supports her opinion against Trump's executive order being carried out. Instead, her opinion complained that campaign speeches by Trump and by Rudy Giuliani revealed the president's, quote, religious prejudice against Muslims. Both judges falsely claimed that there's no evidence that suspending travel from seven Muslim countries would protect Americans from terrorism. Judge Robart even said that no visitor or refugee from any of the seven countries had ever been arrested for terrorism. Well, in fact, 72 individuals from those seven countries have been convicted of terror-related crimes since 9-11. The list of 72 individuals, including at least one from each of the seven countries on Trump's list, was compiled last year by a Senate subcommittee led by former Senator Jeff Sessions. 
At least 17 of the convicted criminals arrived in the United States as refugees, and at least 25 of them eventually became U.S. citizens. Just four months ago, an Iraqi refugee who came here in 2009 was convicted of trying to help ISIS by setting off bombs at two shopping malls in Houston. I want to travel to be with those who are against America, the refugee wrote. I am against America. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Can activist judges be stopped? Or will they continue to overturn laws with no regard for the Constitution or the will of the people? To share your viewpoint on never-elected supremacist judges, go to pseagles.com and join the blog conversation. That's pseagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. It's real simple. The real data is is simple. Right? We, we've got auto loan debt at record highs. Auto loan default. Getting ready to take out the height of the crisis. Unsold inventory of autos higher than even, you know, think about the the height of the crisis. Nobody was buying a car. And yet we've got more unsold cars now than then. And it's getting worse. Credit cards are now dominating the millennials. Right? Think about it. Of course, they learned about credit cards the second they walked onto a college campus. No income, no problem. Here's 16 credit cards. (laughs) Student loan defaults, record high. Student loan debt, record high. You starting to get the picture? This is like why I said you can't fix that. Yesterday, we briefly touched upon what what happened uh, two weeks ago in China, where the Russian Central Bank opened its first overseas office in Beijing. According to the South China Morning Post now, translated into English, the new office was part of an agreement made by the two countries to seek stronger economic ties, not only with each other, but the other BRIC nations, Brazil, India, right? So they're starting to, but they're starting to get their act together. They say that, you know, yesterday I told you that Russia now is going to start issuing federal loan bonds denominated in renminbi, right? Getting away from the dollar. 
Chinese Central Bank and Financial Regulatory Commission attended the ceremony at the embassy. And uh, according to what they're working on, you know, Russia's the fourth largest gold producer in the world. China's the largest gold producer in the world. And Russia is going to become a major gold supplier to the Chinese. Already what? Russia's the major oil supplier to the Chinese. China is the largest consumer of gold in the world. The Russian and Chinese central banks have dominated the buying of gold over the last, what, six, seven, eight years. The launching of the Renimbi Clearing Services in Russia will further expand local settlement business and promote financial cooperation between the two countries. Bypassing the U.S. dollar appears to be paying off. They say that China and Russia's uh, trade increased 34%. Bilateral trade in 2017 uh, continues to rise. And they say the creation of the clearing uh, center enables the two countries to further increase bilateral trade and investments. We've discussed the question of trade in gold. According to the paper, BRIC countries are large economies with large reserves of gold and impressive volume of production and consumption in the precious metal. In China, the gold trade is conducted in Shanghai. In Russia, it's conducted in Moscow. Our idea is to create a link between the two cities in order to increase trade in gold in the two markets. In an attempt for Russia and China to shift away from dollar-based trade. And then I started looking at other articles that I could find in regards to this. And I ran across one here that kind of ties this all together. Moscow and Beijing took another step towards de-dollarization. They say that three times fast. With the opening of their Renimbi Clearing Bank in Russia. So they opened it in Beijing. Now they've opened it in Russia. And they say that the branches will allow for better communication between the two countries. And the clearing center is one of the reins of measures that the People's Bank of China and the Russian Central Bank have been looking at to deepen their cooperation. Under one measure under consideration, according to this, and this was out of a Russian paper, is the Joint Organization of Trade in Gold. China and Russia have been the world's most active buyers of the precious metal. And you know what? And you're starting, right? It's starting to all make sense. 
right? They, and, and we know, right, we know that the Chinese Central Bank and the Russian Central Bank, we knew they were buying it. And we talked about this, you know, and I've done plenty of shows and, and how uh, the world, and this is how quickly the world's changed. You know, when I first started doing radio, almost a decade and a half ago, you know, central banks were net sellers of gold. 500 metric tons a year they would sell. Nobody was buying it. Now, those sellers don't sell anymore. Zero. Nada. And now we have, what, central banks buying about 500 metric tons. You know, think about it. That's a 1,000 metric ton shift. It's incredible. But we could only speculate as to why that may be, right? They were getting some wealth insurance. Right? And I, I always remember I used to tell you, be like a central bank. Do what they're doing. And what they're doing is they're either bringing their gold home, right, or they're adding to their what? Their position. And now with the announcement... First, it was two weeks ago in in March. Russia opened, Russian central banks opened an office in Beijing. Now we found out that China's opened their office in Moscow. And now we're learning they're getting ready to set up the world's largest gold trading facility. To what end? Most people think it's to what? the de-dollarization of the world. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And you and you start thinking about what really is happening, right? And we 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 get distracted, right? We get caught up in the moment. You know the the old strategies of buy and hold and all of those things have gone to the wayside. Now, if you go out to our website today, great article talking about your 401k. And now companies are starting to put pressure on what all of the people that take money out of their 401k. And, of course, most people, when they take money out of their 401k, why do they do it? Number one reason, hardship, right? Something bad happened, and they don't have any real any other money. Reason number two, they're no longer employed. Well, I, I kind of consider that the same reason as reason number one. And now, and this is part of what I'm is this growing trend where they're 
again, acting like your money isn't your money. You know, last at the end of last year, I told you about all the new regulation on your 401ks and your IRAs and your money markets. And, you know, while Wall Street's going up, you don't care. I get it. You don't want to care right now. But when it all hits the fan, right, they're going to prevent you from being able to get out of it. Right? In other words, they're going to force you to keep your money in. And now uh, there, there's a big move now amongst companies. And I think part of it is because these companies don't have the money either. I mean, this is the only thing that I can think of is employers want you to stay away from your 401ks. Why would they care? Right? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about what businesses, if you need the money, you need the money. So why would why would it matter? Unless, of course, what? They don't have it. An increasing number of companies across the United States are launching initiatives to stop their employees from dipping into or cashing out their 401ks. You know, really, when you think about it, how many people actually work for a company for 10, 15, 20 years anymore anyway? I mean, most of these companies are trying to go to temporary workers. The initiatives vary, according to the Wall Street Journal. It could be anything from a company-funded consultation with a financial counselor to required to a required number of days before you're allowed to borrow money. Employers have done a lot to encourage people to save 401k plans, such as automatically enrolling them. Remember, states do this now, right? <laughs> the broker the state is, the more they get this automatic enrollment. Right, and those of you that know what I'm talking about, you know your 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 company doesn't offer a 401k. Don't worry, we'll do it for you, so you can go and fill up our coffers. They say that there is a growing recognition that if the money isn't staying in the system. The objective of helping employees reach their retirement goals isn't being met. Here's what's not being met. The employee's ability to pay their bills. And the part they're worried about is the money staying in the system. They say that the leakage or the borrowing of the retirement funds early poses a threat to the wealth across all U.S. retirement accounts. Listen, the baby boomers are retiring. That means they're no longer in. right? Once the day you retire, right, there's no more 401k. What do they give you? What, you got 90 days to roll it somewhere? But you're not going to contribute anymore. When you hit 70 and a half, 
You now have to sell. Right? You have to. You have to start selling. Who is going to buy it all? And this is the part that keeps, you know, this is the part that keeps you up at night. What do you mean they're going to not buy it? And I've got to stay in, right? And now the the companies are like, hey, we need to stop you from cashing out. And it just kind of, you know what, it makes me wonder, how bad is it? What is it we don't know? And this is the part that I haven't gotten to, right? I don't have enough pieces of that puzzle yet. As we're sitting there and we're trying to put it all together, I just don't have enough pieces yet. But it sure doesn't look good. Once again, they're acting like it's not your money. And really, the problem is, they're right, because most of the time it's what? Tax deferred. Which means the government, out of the kindness of their heart, hasn't collected their taxes yet, so really, you know, you you share that account. How many of you are comfortable sharing that account with Uncle Sam? How many people, how many of you my age, in your mid to late 40s, are comfortable that in 20 years from today, you're still going to have access to that 401k, and if you do... How much are you going to have to pay in taxes? Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. segment on this Tuesday, I want you to ask yourself a question. You know, the Russians hacked everything. <laughs> right? Sure they did. The Chinese did too. They have all the information. So if they had all the information and they looked at it all and said, you know, we need to buy as much gold as we can right now. And that's what they've been doing. What does that tell you about the information that they have? Right, because wouldn't it be so much easier just to go out and buy bonds and stocks and buy debt? Of course it would. But that's not what they're doing. Because let's face it, they know already. And now you know what? So do all of you. Uh, looks like the S&P, the NASDAQ have gone negative. The Dow's now only up eight points. It looks like it's going uh, negative as well. Gold and silver higher again. Gold 1200 $55 up four. Silver's up 11 cents, $18.32. Friday, I ran a ridiculous special on $20 gold. It was $1,295. It was less than $55 over spot. I heard today, after talking to our distributors, that we, we didn't even come close to selling all of them. And now I've got the the opportunity today for the rest of the day. There's still, I guess, 50, 55, 60, 20 available. 
I'm going to run them one last time. This is it. Buy low. $1,295. That's $40 over spot. It's the second lowest premium of all time. At 800-951-0592. And take the opportunity and put some more away. Listen, this is, it just is what it is. Right? I wish it was different. We all wish it was different. But there's a reason why it's the worst recovery ever. And it has nothing to do with with trade or or taxes or this or that. It has to do with where everybody's broke. Because part of what the central bank did is they loaded people up with debt. From the minute you hit the college campus, you're bombarded with debt. And guess what? People can't pay it back. In 07, they didn't pay the home. Apparently, in 2017, they don't pay on the car, and they don't own a home. Right? What's left? The credit card? I don't know. You figure it out. U.S. $20 gold. Second lowest premiums of all time. $40 over spot. $1,295 at 800-951-0592. I I, I don't know. I guess Caterpillar must be giving its gains back. Uh, The Dow uh, just turned negative as well, so all three indexes are back in negative territory. We've got jobs data coming out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right, first week of the month. I and and let's face it, I kind of think you know Wall Street always kind of knows what it's going to be. It doesn't look like this one's going to be as great. Uh, if uh, you know, you look at where Wall Street's been headed over the last few days, and the Chinese, the president of China, is going to be meeting with the Donald. Should be make some for some great radio fodder. Everybody, help have a great rest of your Tuesday. We'll talk again tomorrow.